Welcome to Politics and Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being with us. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. Good morning to the world and good morning to all corners where Howard and Jack has gotten this signal out of our 100,000 watt transmitter to blow throughout the country, throughout the state, throughout the world. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Egberto, and good morning to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Why the heck not? Why the heck? <laughs> <laughs> How are you this morning? I am fine. I am fine. I'm very sleepy. I'm tired. I went to bed late, but you know what? It's a great morning. It's going to be a freezing next week. I don't know how I'm going to. I know. This hot blooded guy, I don't know how he's going to handle next week. He's going to melt the ice. You know, you're just going to walk out and the ice will melt. Oh, I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. But man, it's scary. You know, that's. That reminds me that, uh, you know, if we have severe weather before that, like it's freezing rain on the streets and freezing water on the streets, we're not going to be here, man. <laughs> no, we're, we can't we do this thing by remote control. No needing tearing up automobiles just to do something. We love your show, but we're not going to sacrifice our lives for it. <laughs> no, well, you know, I don't, I don't expect that. But you know what? You know, we are always ready, Howard. We're always ready. So we are definitely going oh, yeah. to have something on Monday. We're definitely going to have something on Tuesday. You know. Well, Jack ready. has a piece of wisdom here that he needs to tell us about. So, Jack, what you got, man? Well, today I was kind of thinking about old Mother Nature here. Thought I'd give her a little little pat but the way the world is turning today there are many things to rail against make your life a personal protest it's okay not to buy water in single serve plastic bottles because we're trashing the planet with plastic look it's everywhere there should be a, a deposit on every plastic container to create a revenue stream so people can have the incentive to recycle and pick up plastic and redeem it for cash. Bring back the canteen. Make it a fashion statement. <laughs> okay. Well, I like that. And I've always uh, yeah. thought there should be some type of deposit on those things or someplace where the folks who pick up stuff alongside of the road can make some money off the plastic stuff, too. I yeah. agree. They used yeah. to have deposit on, on on glass bottles. Yeah. We didn't break those. Well, a lot of people did. Maybe that was its downfall. Well, it's, you know, I used to make Molotov cocktails with them, but now the plastic's not working out so well. They don't break like you're supposed to. Yeah. All right. That's enough of this nonsense. Wait a minute. You used to make Molotov cocktails. I am, <laughs> I am concerned about you, man. I'm and so was police. <laughs> <laughs> that, is funny. that is funny, man. Howard, Howard, Howard. Actually, you know, folks, Howard is a great guy. The Molotov, if he used the Molotov cocktail at any time in his life, it was only because it needed to be used. Don't forget that. <laughs> Anyhow, folks, and we're gonna the show have to... must go on. <laughs> yes, the show must go on. Anyway, folks, we're gonna have great show for you today. Today it's title, but you know, uh, Ohio miscarriage grand jury results. 
I want to touch on that subject about women and the control of their bodies. I was going to play. Uh, uh, I took some, uh, so a whole bunch of good excerpts out of the Chris Christie speech, which I thought was masterful when he exited the the uh, primary, the Republican presidential primary. But I'll probably hold off on that until Monday. And then we're going to have a little snippet here from Jasmine Crockett, another one from her. Uh, folks, remember, you can always uh, find out what we were going to talk about and all the videos and the articles at politicsandright.com slash newsletter. But as I was sitting down here waiting to start the show, I remembered the last call from yesterday. And by the way, the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. But Brian really got me into thinking after I got off the phone with him yesterday about West Virginia. And the reason he got me into thinking about West Virginia is that, um, you know, it, it was actually for somebody that always calls in very antagonistic with the show with regards to us, you know, taking the more progressive side. I think he saw, and not when I say he, I think everybody, we, we were able to notice that we have common solutions that we would like to see. And then he, and then I remember driving out there in West Virginia, driving out there in Western Ohio, in, in Eastern Ohio. And after listening to some of the stuff my daughter had to say, et cetera, in driving out there and watching how beautiful it is, I had many, not questions, but statements that I can make that illustrates exactly some of the reasons progressives take the stance that they take. But I'll digress for a minute so that I can first go to the phones. And like I said, this is your dear um, your show, and you can call us at any time. We'll break what we're doing where it's breakable and take those calls. 713-526-5738. In fact, if you want to make this about uh, the show today about, I want to call in and say, bring this subject up or bring this subject up. Please feel free to do so. It's your show. Gonzalo, good morning, sir. How art thou doing? Good morning. How are you? I am fine, my friend. Talk to me. Yes. Um, well, first of all, um, I I just uh, say to Jack that that's a wonderful idea. Uh, my mother lives in Rochester, New York. She is retired. And one of her incentives to go to walk every day is just to pick up uh, cans and bottles and she makes a few bucks and uh, she's also saving the world. So I'm very proud of her being 81 and be able to do that. And I think in Texas, there's nothing related to that except the aluminum cans that they pay nothing, almost nothing. And there are still people who are struggling financially and they do that. But I think with plastic, there is nothing related to recycling. And uh, I mean, many states uh, in in the northern part of the United States do that. 
uh, in the South, we we should be more uh, proactive about that. But anyway, so that's part of uh, politics. And uh, second point I want to uh, uh, tell you about is uh, uh, yesterday's show was an excellent. I think there's a guy who probably is listening, Joe. Is that his yes. name? Yes, Joe is his name. I mean, it's fine. I mean, uh, it's good to have people and to listen to people that are not singing in the same choir, as you said. And uh, I, I mean, I sing in the same choir. Most of the people who call uh, the major of politics uh, done right, etc. Uh, uh, we we uh, we we sing in the same choir, but it's also good to know that other people think differently. And uh, I used to listen to Tom Harmon in the past when the show was at the same time. And one thing I didn't like about Tom was that he tried to uh, silence or to speak over people who uh, didn't think in his choir. And I think that's uh, that's what we see in the Republican debate. And, uh, you know, people just throwing uh, garbage to each other. Uh, I think you do a great job by educating our listeners. And I hope that many people like Joe uh, listen to our show and uh, not only listen, but also call and express their ideas. Thank you very much for that, Gonzalo. And please take heed what Gonzalo just said, folks. And that is this show belongs to everybody, not only progressives. And in fact, if you listen to uh, the beginning of the show, well, I don't give a, the music a chance to really, I mean, the, the entire preamble to, to play like I used to. But um, uh, in the show, I, I that's what I ask in the beginning of the show, Gonzalo. I make it clear that everybody's ideas or everybody's statements, I want this platform to be, to really belong to everybody and for them to be able to say what they say. I'm not necessarily going to agree with you. You're not necessarily going to agree with them or me or whatever, but the idea is we can hammer out things if we're talking with each other civilly. And, uh, you know, uh, as a, as a board member of the coffee party USA, uh, during the heyday, uh, when, when the country was in turmoil in 2009, 2010, those are the, the concepts that we were out there preaching and there's there are a lot of organizations out there now trying living room conversations and and many others that are trying to get people to realize that hey yeah we're disagreeing on issue number one issue number two but ultimately we all want to feed our kids we all want to have a a prosperous life etc etc how do we get there and i think the way we believe, and notice I say we mean in progressives, I think that is the answer where we need modification. Hey, I'm willing to hear other ideas that gets, get us there as well. Anything else, Gonzalo, before we move on? Yeah, uh, one more thing about your point. Whenever you address to uh, people's uh, points of view, you give uh, facts. And uh, that's what we lack these days, especially in politicians. They lie. Uh, they just give uh, uh, false statements. And uh, the, the saddest part of that is that many people believe it. So right. if you give uh, uh, facts, especially about science, especially about things that everybody could just Google or just read about it, uh, uh, you are just... Uh, reinforcing of my belief that uh, I'm listening to the right person and uh, not uh, 
listening to another politician. Thank you, brother. Anyway, Gonzalo, muchas gracias por la llamada. Thank you so kindly for the call. Uh, yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day, sir. Stay warm. It's okay. Friday. Stay. It's Friday. Stay warm. And as Jack and Howard said, stay off those roads if those ice. If that ice starts to build up, it's not worth. Uh, two bad days of ice is not worth your life. It's not worth the expense of damaging your car, etc. I'll make sure I have a lot of pepper in my cupboard to put on my whatever I eat. You know. Nosotros nos gustamos las cosas que están calientes. We like to have our stuff hot. Anyway, folks, West Virginia. And by the way, like I'd like to, for you to call again, for real. 713-526-5738. Talk about the subject, etc. Okay. Um, you know, we have been programmed. I, I want to first talk about two things. I believe strongly in something called free enterprise free enterprise is where you as a human being you can decide to create your own enterprise a pizza shop a grocery store a a, a mechanic shop uh make products with your hands uh make products with your mind software development etc i had a software development company that that paid all my bills. I wrote software for companies, etc. I think all of that belongs in the private sector. All of that, where people use use their own innovation, create things, price it however they want to price it. If people like it, they buy it. If they like the price, they buy it. If they don't like the price, they don't buy it. But what it is is it gives people choices it's freedom it's freedom for you to make money freedom for you to do things profits all of that is good right and 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 in that case the, the your productivity what you want to do people decide whether they want those things but there are certain parts of our economy our system where people don't really have a choice if you're walking down the street today, and, 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 and by the way, there are certain kind of gray areas, right? If you eat terribly and you get a heart attack, over time, you could have prevented that heart attack. But uh, if you smoke and you get lung cancer, you know, uh, there's a possibility you could avoid that by not smoking. But here's a, the, the, con, uh, the converse of that. There are people who have never smoked a cigarette in their lives. And I've gotten cancer. There are people who eat right and still get a heart attack. All these things are nebulous areas. And the fact of people eating the way they eat sometimes as well uh, has, a, has genetic components. So, I mean, we don't, want to get, uh, we don't want to get anal on certain issues where it comes to health, your health, etc. So there are certain parts of our economy that you don't have a choice. If you want to work, you have to be able to get to work. Again, if you want to work, you have to be able to get to work. If you get sick, you, you're not going to go ahead and try to figure out, let me see if a hospital in Pasadena is cheaper than a hospital in Dallas. And by the way, if I have to get to Dallas, I have to find a way to transport myself to Dallas, etc. These are items that, that again, 
you don't have choices of. When it comes to uh, survival, food, etc., uh, one might ask, well, are you saying uh, since you have to have food that, well, uh, there's, a, there's a certain work ethic that our society preaches as well that is good for society at large. After all, you need to have the people who grow the food, etc. What am I saying here? We need as a society to start realizing the corrupting nature of any economic system where the things that you must have, somebody can hold a monopoly of. And because you must have it, you will be forced to tr transfer your earning, your wealth, etc., to that person, that entity. That's one of the reasons why, as, as I speak about free enterprise and us doing as we can to make profits, there are some areas that we, the people, to make a better function in society, should remove from that profit center, that, that area of making profits. And in my humble opinion, those areas are healthcare, where I think we should all work for the common good in healthcare, meaning our own taxes that we pay should take care of all our healthcare system, meaning educate doctors so that they don't end up with $300,000 and $500,000 bills when they get out of college. Uh, make sure that we have transportation, a level of transportation that could get people anywhere they have to get in a working society should not be based on a for-profit system, meaning public transportation, of course, like many cities around the world have. Uh, there are certain forms of energy. You know, uh, we cannot leave that to the whims. Look at what happens. Look at what's going to happen in Texas on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. We will have a lot of people die because they're going to choose that, my God, it's getting very cold. I can't afford the price of gas that's going to spike. I am just going to wing it the best I can. Uh, there are certain things that in a humane society, if you believe in humanity, if you believe, if you truly believe in the value of life, you would make sure that there are mechanisms where it, these particular areas are not in the profit domain, but it's taken care of by we the people. How do I tie that into West Virginia? And West Virginia running away from a Democratic Party. Actually, it should run away from all parties, to put it bluntly. West Virginia was coal country. A capitalist system, they, uh, coal country. You'd, these guys work for corporations that dig for coal and do all these things, right? But we know that we have alternatives to creating energy from coal. And that is what has been happening in the country. We've been greening ourselves. We should be greening ourselves a lot faster. But again, capitalism has stopped us from doing that. How? Because of the capitalization of investments and the protection of those who own those investments. They do whatever it takes, lie, steal, whatever from we the people. 
to prevent those changes from occurring, like having people believe the negative effects of an electric car over the negative effects of a gasoline-driven car, creating narratives, false narratives, etc. But I digress. West Virginia, coal country, uh, for all practical people, progressives and others, supporting policies that in effect mess with the livelihoods of those union workers, those coal miners. Yes, progressives. Yes, Democrats. The policies that they support materially, negatively affected the livelihoods of our brothers and sisters in West Virginia. And what did we provide to them in West Virginia? We provided them food stamps, SNAP, uh, uh, I, all these different government programs that gave them sustenance. What it didn't give is the ability, the mobility in that area for them to be functional citizens who have the dignity of work. Who had the dignity of work. And with the despair that came in these areas, that's why these areas behave just like every socioeconomically deprived area. You get a rampant, uh, you get a, 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 a violence among each other. You get the use of drugs to mitigate the pain. You get, you get, you get a, a generation of people who don't, uh, who don't cherish work which you know i mean uh, it, 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 it's a bad thing i mean a colony of ants they have they have a work ethic a colony of bees they have a work ethic to make social society work we all partake in working in society we all get the benefits of the spoils but when you have an economic system tied to a governmental system that cares more about capital than humanity, than the social part, that is where we get into trouble. And we abandoned West Virginia. Just giving somebody milk as opposed to showing them how to raise the cow and the goat to have the constant flow of milk is a problem. There's, it's a problem. And that is the plight of West Virginia. That is the plight of underserved areas. And the reason we have them is the economic system, the capital system, doesn't seize a better place to make their money at the expense of abandoning those that are left behind because of the exact failure of their particular economic system in that area. So West Virginia that was built on coal or the areas in West Virginia that were built on coal, we took away their livelihoods and the economic system, the private economic system was not there to create new jobs, new products, etc. in that area. A beautiful area that if we were in a true system where we have a workable government would say things like the following. What can we do in 
West Virginia, now that those people's jobs are gone. We can retrain, yes, and we hear them talk about retraining a whole lot, but retraining to do what and where? The, per, the people who own land and they grew up their entire lives in West Virginia, do you want them to just dump their assets and move? You see, the corporations can do that. They can write off that they're no longer there. They got benefits from cities and towns to put their factor, to put their the, the, the support for their coal mine in there. But after that's gone, if you take if you drive down some areas of 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 uh, West Virginia and other areas alike, you see beautiful buildings just abandoned, workable buildings just abandoned, and then. You know, the corporations see no reason to do anything there. It's cheap for them for them to just let it go. So what could a government do that isn't bought off by a corporation as far as let's give investments to all these corporations on the coast. Let's bring the uh, the chip manufacturing back to the United States and we put it into areas that are already uh, that are that already have infrastructure, etc. Suppose. We had the insight. Suppose Joe Manchin, who is the senator of West Virginia, suppose Joe Manchin said, you know what, instead of being a prick like these guys on the right who claims we can't spend more money and invest in people, how are you going to pay for that? That's what Joe Manchin, the man from this poorest state in the country, or one of the poorest states in the country, I think maybe between. Mississippi and, and, and West Virginia. Why isn't he saying, yes, I want to spend, I want to use modern monetary theory as Stephanie Kelton, economist Stephanie Kelton has said, would we actually have enough slack in the economy to deficit spend and build up? I'm using West Virginia, but this is really for every depressed area in the country. Why didn't he say, I am from West Virginia. I am going to listen to uh, modern monetary theory as expressed by Stephanie Kelton. And I am going to go out there and I'm going to talk about we need to reinvest back into our country. I am going to talk about bringing the manufacture of semiconductors. Yes, it may not be as easy to build a factory in the mountains of West Virginia, though beautiful, but it may cost more to build our factories there. But instead of giving a, a stipend to an oil company that's already ripping us off by drilling on land and taking the profits from oil that belongs to all of us, but only a few profit from the oil that they take out of the ground, instead of giving them another subsidy, I am going to subsidize the people in West Virginia to give them a job. To make them feel like their lives are worthy, that they're building something. So that factory, instead of building it on a coast, instead of building it close to where people already are, go ahead and bring it into West Virginia. Let me explain. Eric Hayes is complaining about using debt. Debt is an interesting thing. Debt can be created and destroyed when it comes on the national level, Eric. And that's why I said you have to learn the difference between credit card debt and the debt of a country. When a country builds infrastructure, it is exchanging 
the definition of money. If I buy food, it goes into you and it passes on onto some lake eventually when you pass that food out of you. But if I build a road, I'm exchanging. When you build a house, when you build a house, there is no real exchange in money other than the growth of money. Why? You build a house that costs $200,000. You take out a loan for $200,000. That, that money is represented by that home. So it turns from greenbacks into a physical asset. When you invest in human beings, it turns from green into that, that, that enhanced person. When you build a factory, when you build a building, that money is that building. You see, a lot of people don't understand that, and they talk about you're going into debt. Understand, when depending on what debt is used for, it's something that grows. And that is what we as a society should know. Individuals, corporations know it. They know it. They do it all of the time. Look at how books, look at what a, an assets and a profit and loss statement and an asset statement looks like from a corporation. They understand that perfectly. That's why if you look at an insurance company, insurance company look to be very leveraged. But what they do is they collect money. I mean, you can even sell your, your life insurance. They don't, it, it's supposedly, they're going into debt for that. They'll buy your life insurance from you, and they're betting that at some point when you die, they get it all. Once we educate ourselves on the way the current economic system works, we can then modify it into one that actually not only supports uh, support the assets that don't only support uh, the corporations, etc., or the wealthy, but support us all. The reason the reason we can have monies going uh, just to the top as it is right now is our lack of understanding of the true uh, of how an uh, the current. By the way, economic system is man-made or human-made. All right. We can make it do whatever we want it to do. We just happen to have one we call in this country a capitalist system that by definition moves money from the masses, the peons to a few. That's it. And anybody wants to call in right now and discuss that, dispute that, give me a call at 713-526-5738. Eric, uh, you, you're saying much on the chat as well. I encourage you, if you want to discuss this, so that more people would hear what you have to say about uh, about debt, etc., please feel free to come on. And you constantly use phrases. Capitalism pays for all the free stuff. Capitalism depends on the free stuff. When, when an oil company drills for oil and it collects the oil that was placed there by the great supreme being, however it was formed over the millions of years, and just a few people are able to capitalize on a product they had no part of building, creating, just extracting, and forevermore from that particular well, only a few people qualify to make a profit on that and that society at large? Please tell me who's getting free stuff. 
You see, it's all on the narrative on how the truth is told. It's always on how the truth is told. 713-526-5738. I would love to hear from you on this particular issue. 713-526-5738. Is there something that I wasn't clear on? Is there something that I was clear on that you got, etc., etc.? But West Virginia could be a panacea. West Virginia I don't know how many of you have had the the pleasure of driving through the back roads of West Virginia in the in the hills, the mountains. When I talk about beauty, I'm talking about there's so much potential in that area and to watch it as a dying area is utterly sad. Anyway, folks, 713 Five two six five seven three eight. I have more material, but I'd love to. Do, I'd love folks to expand on what I was talking about. Whether you agree, disagree, whatever, it would be great to hear your voice. Donald, come on in. Hey, good morning, Roberto. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? Good. Did you ever uh, just real quick the the great dictator? Did you ever listen to the speech at the end of that? I'm just just quizzing you on it. No, sir, I did not. Okay, well, go ahead and do that. But what I was going to get at is the same corporations that we bail out are the same ones that are destroying us. I worked at a corporation, which I've worked at private, national traded, and I think it starts with a G and somewhere an E. But anyways, one time in a meeting, they sit there and introduced a robotic ship system that would harvest and mine resources from the ocean. Right. And I stood up and said something because I'm an oil and gas guy and I'm Republican. And all the crap they were shoving down our throats when they acquisitioned our company. And I said, you know, it sounds like we've got a church with a whorehouse in the back. And you can just <laughs> get whatever you want. You just got to know the right people and pay for it. Because <laughs> they introduced that system. And now they're trying to get it off of Norway or Belgium or somewhere. And they're going to strip mine the ocean. Now, I know drilling and everything else. There is crap in that ground and stuff you don't want to disturb because there's bacteria, organisms, and everything else that live down there. Same way when we're drilling and we pull that stuff out and somebody gets a flesh-eating bacteria and he's losing his foot, his hand, they don't know what's wrong with him. And then they start looking back to see where he's been and what he's done. The stuff's radioactive. There is all kind of crap. But that's basically all these corporations are. They sit there with this church persona, sit up there and tell you how great they are and how you need them and everything else. There's a whorehouse right in the back. You just got to know who to talk to and where to go to get your stuff because they're going to shovel it through another company, another faith, and it's still all going in the same pot. And that's it. Well, Donald, before you go, you know, uh, I don't know if you realize you said something that was so darn uh, prescient there. When you when you talk about uh, corporations do X, Y and Z, and then you alluded to shell corporations to pass liability through. uh, I think Americans don't understand things like that. A corporation just like you, Donald, are a human being with rights, etc., a corporation is an individual with rights it, as as well. People don't understand that. That is why corporations can do things. This is why Mitt Romney 
could use Blaine, uh, I think it was called Blaine, Blaine Financials or something like that, to pilfer people. And I want to explain something to you, uh, because you talk about mining the ocean, uh, probably disturbing areas and bringing things up to the surface that really are later on going to cause problems. That's one issue. But here's the thing with, with, with corporations that is quite interesting. They live a life of their own. And in living a life of their own, they can damage, they can do whatever they want. And when they get into trouble, Bain Bain Capital, thank you very much for that one. Bain Capital, uh, 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 Brother Howard. And what they do, right, is they can then offset liability and and rip you off. Let me tell you how it goes. I want to give you an example with Bain, right? I think it was... Toys R Us, a successful company making some money, have a lot of assets, etc. You you have a an independent entity comes in, and they say, "Whoa, that company is doing very well. That company has a great balance sheet. It has a lot of assets." Remember what I was talking to Eric before. I said that remember money is just when you have debt. You can exchange debt for asset, right? It's, it's just a transfer. Nothing really changes, right? So what a Bain can do is a following. It can say, okay, I can go ahead and turn that asset, Toys R Us or any other company, I can borrow on that asset. The corporations who it's an individual, that corporation is a person with its own rules, its own it follows its own laws. I can then have that corporation take out debt on its assets from, let's say, Bank of America or whomever. I can pass those assets to any individual who owns the company, the assets of that company. I can, I can dump that money I borrowed as dividends or in any other kind of faction to take that money out of that corporation and then leave that corporation stuck with that debt because, again, it's a person who owes a bill and that debt is backed by the assets of that corporation. And when that corporation fails because the debt ratio is too high and their their sales and employee compensation no longer covers the debt, so then I start to tell the employees, hey, we got to reduce your wages, et cetera, because we have to pay the debt. After the, the Bain Capital, like Mitt Romney and all these guys with financial machinations have extracted that money out of that company using debt, right, as an exchange for the assets. And the company then eventually has to go under and the bank take back those assets that collateralize that loan and the only people that got stiffed, the only people that got stiffed are the employees, we the people. It's capitalism at its best. And whenever I hear somebody talking about the joys, when I hear Eric make a statement based on knowing so little about the subject on capitalism proper, and he castigates me online of how dumb I am about debt on all these issues. He castigates me on that. It's okay. 
but not understanding how it works is what harms us all. And the sycophants that continue to just worship this thing and see that as life goes on, the money gets transferred up the chain because the mechanisms are there to do it. And we sit back and we say, slap us one more time, please. Slap us one more time, please. Donald, thank you for bringing that subject one up. More, about one more thing. No, I got one more thing for you. I want to hear you rant today. Let me hear you. Talk about the private equity groups that are sitting there on the board of another company, and they've got their private equity groups, and they're going in and selling out the company that they're working for and getting paid double and triple, and the insider trading that goes on that nobody ever even sees because you're getting phone calls about this person acquisition and this person and it's starting this date and that date. And that's how they're getting rich. And it's and just you, ridiculous. That's all I got to say about it. Thank you, Donald. And I'm, as you go off the line and as I go to Alistair, I'm going to expand on that one a bit. And don't you forget all right, that ahead. the, thank you, Donald. Don't you forget as these people make the money off of selling out these corporations, right? Guess what? They don't want to pay income tax on that profit. They do. They claim what that profit should be. I, I forgot what kind of earnings they call it, but it should be taxed at the stock price of 15 to 20 percent, which in itself is a racket. But anyway, let's go to Alistair. Alistair, come on in, my dear sister. Hey, good morning. Way to go, Donald. Stir the pot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Donald just, was great. That's my. What, that's one of my favorite guys. Republicans, Donald. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I just wanted to pipe in real quick about, you know, taxes are going to happen. It's to think that we can get rid of taxes or have to get rid of taxes is ludicrous, and it ain't ever going to happen. So no. why not let our tax dollars go to things that make everybody's life good? Absolutely so, if my dear. We are we we are human beings for a reason. We have a social conscience. But here lately it seems like especially with capitalism in 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 the in the holding the reins, so to speak. Our humanity is gone, and there are animals that walk on four legs that have more humanity than we do. Amen. And that and is all. I, yeah. Uh, Alice, so let me tell you, uh, because you have humanity, all the human beings that I know have humanity. It's a select few that are psychopaths. And the problem is that we, the humans, have a tendency to gravitate to the, the personalities of the psychopaths. And I think we do that. I'm, the truth is, I, I don't know why we do that, but I think we can, I think in the long run, education can have us do the right thing. But you're so right. There are four-legged animals of, that are more I human. Part of why we do that, brother, I think part of why we do that is because the system makes life so hard that we need something easy in our life. And so we get, you know, we'll take the spoon fed doctrination of 
those that have made our lives so hard will let yeah. them spoon feed us crap. Now I'm going to put another thing on this, Edison. I'm I'm going to use you this don't as a want to bite the hand that feeds you, so to speak. Right. So, right. Know, yeah. Let me just put this in the ter- let me. Let, I want to give a plug for KPFT here, and I, I I say this from the depths of my heart. There are not many places that would give uh, someone really trying to express how things really work in our system, the ability to do that one hour a day, five days a week. We have a platform and and I respect this platform like no other to be able to have the ability to inform folks because the mainstream media cannot do it. And there's a reason they cannot do it. You And you just said it, Alistair. You can't bite the you hands bite that the feed hands you. Yeah. And the, yeah. the mainstream media, they do the best they can. Ali Velshi is a great reporter. Uh, uh, Ayman Mohiadeen is a great reporter. Uh, uh, and and, and those women, as a very great report. I, you have some good reporters. They can only take it so far. But we have the platform oh. to do it. And so those of you that are listening right now, make other uh, it, 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 talk to others about this platform that we're that, that we have here, this station that gives you a whole lot here at KPFT in this kind of uh, info. And don't forget, always go to KPFT.org. If you have a, a few bits of coins in your pocket, throw a few there. Always do it in the name of politics and right if you're politics and right so that the guys can know, hey, we need to keep politics and right on air. But yeah, go to kpft.org and drop a few pennies. But anyhow, Alistair, I need to go to That's Patrick. Right. Anything else you need to say, my dear, beautiful lady? No, we're good. We're good. Have a great day, Houston and U.S. and stay safe and blessed. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Alistair. Let's go to Patrick. Come on in, Patrick. How are you doing this morning? Morning. Good morning, Patrick. Hello? Yes, I can hear you, Patrick. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to talk talk about the, the conversation I had with Brian maybe a month or two ago. He called sure. up and he asked you where where uh, socialism was working. Uh-huh. And I was disappointed with you because you did bring up the Scandinavian countries, mm-hmm. but you could have you could have gone a little bit further and you could have pointed out that seven out of the ten uh, happiest countries in the world are socialist uh, countries. Uh, he asked you where socialism is working. Why didn't he ask him where capitalism is working? Oh, wow. You know, you're, you're saying to throw the question right back. Well, let, let me just say one thing, um, uh, uh, Patrick. The reason why I don't answer like that, and let me and tell me what you think about this. Because I do believe that, um, I, I, I believe in a bifurcated market. In other words, I believe where things, where, where we can, where things should be laissez-faire, let them be laissez-faire. Also, meaning if you want, to, I, I, I look at, when I look at the, the graph of what an economy should look like, right? I put human on top. And under human, I have all the isms under that. Meaning there's a part of the economy that where if you want to have the, the, the gambling features of capitalism there, that's fine. As long as 
you know, like I said, if you want to, if you want to have a pizza shop as a individual, that's free enterprise. If you want to have a chain of pizza shops where you break it up into a whole lot of pieces that you sell as capital on the stock market, that is fine. That part would be called not free enterprise, but capitalism. And if you want to do that for things that don't matter, that's fine. So one of the things I want to do is, or I believe in, is freedom. And I love your context where you say, uh, where has capitalism ever worked? Because capitalism has always worked for about 3%, 3 to 10% of the people. And, you know, the rest have always been just following their tails. The thing about it is 10% of the people is a lot of people. So you can give the semblance when you control TV, when you control the airwaves, when you control the newspapers, you can give the semblance that it is working and all the people that are suffering would read that and say, well, if I just get a chance to play the game, so let me keep the game going and eventually I will get there. The problem is eventually most never do. Anything else, uh, Patrick? I can appreciate that point of view, but um, we can agree that capitalism uh depends on exponential growth correct absolutely no, yeah we say that's why we say you know it always it always means that in the long run it crashes on itself as it hurts a lot of people yes you're absolutely right and that's yeah. a, first of all patrick that's a mathematical certainty what you just stated there and that's why it as an engineer it drives me crazy when I listen to business people talk about growth, 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 because they just don't understand that it has to end. Go ahead, my brother. Okay. So if, if, if a system has to end, and you know that, aren't, don't you have a moral obligation as soon as you start that system to figure a way off of it? Yeah, that's what we're, I, I think you're absolutely right. And that's why I think you're calling here. And I think that's why you're a part of our program, right? That's what we're trying to do, right? Yes, sir. So, so that we're in agreement that logically and morally, as soon as you start capitalism, you need to be discussing and having a plan to get off of it. Well, I, I don't think you need to take that, that conversation with anybody that's arguing with you any further than that. Well, you if, know, if I'm not, not to get off of capitalism, then, then there's a, an issue. So if they're, well, if they're defending capitalism against anything that might take it over, they, they're misunderstanding the system completely. And that's that's your job and my job to try to let pe people who are ultimately going to make the right decision if they're not indoctrinated, but educated. And that's our job. Hey, Patrick, as uh, very wise words. Thank you so kindly for your call, my brother. All right. Thank you for your time. You have a great day. Have a great day now. All right, let's go to Derek. Come on in, Derek. Hey, how you doing, uh, Roberto? You know, good morning, I, I sir. Definitely a good morning to you. I think Patrick is definitely a thinking man, and what he's saying is definitely correct. But I also mm -hmm. like what you have gave also. And but the truth of the matter is, man, is that United States one percent is the ultra rich. Ten mm -hmm. percent, as you had pointed out, are those that's really kind of making it financially. But definitely, it, it all boils down to the same thing. America have never stopped with the mental with the mentality of the plantation. 
just hasn't stopped. It's it's just slavery everywhere, and it, 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 it is just wrapped up in the fiber. Mm-hmm. Because ain't it something that the one percent uh, depends on 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 the ten percent, and the, and then they also set up a a uh, a glass ceiling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Derek. Uh, Derek, you know, yes, a lot of a lot of people would look and and talk about it as if you're complaining, right? But the, what I yeah. uh, what I like to do is put a formula and a math state mathematical statement to everything, right? And that is why I'm glad. First of all, you're correct about the one percent, then the two percent, then you get to the ten percent, the twenty percent. It's the eighty percent that yeah. gets screwed, okay? Completely screwed. Yeah. The eighty percent, but um, uh, but they're yet to <laughs> many of them are yet to know it because at the time that they get screwed, they can't do anything about it. You know, you're old, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But so very good right. point. But I love the way Patrick ha- uh, brought it up about the immorality, right? In my older years, Patrick, I-, I don't know how old Patrick is, but what I've learned is that I you have to build the pathway and education is the pathway. You can't just say, God, how don't you know that? Well, they don't know that because our system hasn't, by design, yes. hasn't taught them that. So I respect every man, woman, and child that I can learn from and that I can work with to move forward. And that's what I believe in. Derek, I, I have one more call to Brian. Anything else that you want to say real quick before we move on? Well, quickly, I, I did actually call me to, to say, tell you that I definitely agree with what you're saying. Uh, and I definitely disagree with what Eric was saying because you just see it on nail. You just talked about education. Education is what's causing us to stay in the situation that we're in because you never talked about the multinational corporations. That's all I want to talk about. Thank, Thank you, brother. You, brother. you have a wonderful rest of your day, sir. And have a uh, warm yourself up, guys, for the weekend. All right, come on in, brother Brian. Okay. <clears throat> you know the prosecutor, Fulton County, Georgia, is her name is Franny Willis, right? Yes. Uh huh. She hired her. Yeah, she hired her uh, lover. That's a rumor. That's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. But why did he make two trips to the White House? I have, no idea. $960, I have no idea. I have no idea. They go on vacation mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, and uh, she's she's not been subpoenaed for her actions. Uh, the one day after the divorce, he uh-huh. gets hired. Okay. But, you know, now if this would have happened with Trump, what would you have thought? What would what would the left have done? Actually, it has happened with Trump and it continues to happen with Trump. So, I mean, uh, the left would go crazy. Um, and just like the right's going crazy with something they, that probably, look, let me, let me tell you, Brian, okay? I, I hear you and I know what the news media is out there saying. And if you notice, it hasn't got, the right is trying to give it some traction and it really isn't getting a lot of traction. But let me just say this, Brian, between me and you, none of that matters to your well-being or my well-being. There are a lot of very important issues that matter to both of us. And one of the things that uh, people do uh, that control people's minds is they have them looking and, and working hard on a whole lot of things that means absolutely nothing to their the pennies in their pockets, the bread in their mouth, or anything like that. So what I would urge and suggest to you, my brother, 
is let's start, let's talk about economics. Let's talk about the things that are going to change the country in the right way and not allow them to jack us up with a whole lot of ridiculous statements. I mean, I, I could have come to this show today and say all the book banners, the major book ban- banners, bank banners in the country right now are getting arrested for shoplifting. They're getting arrested for treason, or rather, they're uh, getting arrested for rape. They're participating in treason. I could bring all of that that is salacious uh, that's happening to people on the right that are trying to control books and, 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 and stores. I haven't touched it. And the reason I haven't touched it is because it does nothing for you. It does nothing for me. There's a whole lot of mess out there. If you want to talk about, we can. But Brian, I got to go to the studio. I appreciate your call as usual. Your caller every day. Give me a call on Monday. We talk. All right. Thank you, you, brother. Peace. All right. All right. Let me go to the studio. Come on in. My brother is in the studio. Well, good morning, Egberto. We've got another fine Friday coming up, and it's the Rockin' Friday edition of the Great Wide Open. We're going to be taking in requests uh, right after 930. I've got some requests already lined up, so it's going to be a good day, and we're going to turn it over to Jack here to see what he's got to say. What you got, Jack? You got some wisdom for us? No, I was sleeping. I was sleeping. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for Brian, I think we're going to be automated on Monday. So. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. So for him, Tuesday, uh, everybody have a good weekend. Absolutely. So anyway, folks, thank you so kindly, everybody, for first of all, Howard and Jack. Thank you guys for being there. The scholars love you all. Thank you for the intelligent calls. We learn together. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.